Welcome, everybody, to the Nuggets of Gold podcast. Today, we're going to be doing a mock draft. Then we're going to be talking about the quarterbacks that we want to see selected. And then finally, we're going to end up talking about a little bit about Najee Harris and a potential fit in San Francisco. Kind of a, a random trade-up idea, but it's just going to be a pretty fun one to talk about. Um, but if you're listening on YouTube, we're going to we're gonna put these out in three different segments. So make sure to sub and then come back to the channel for those. But we're going to do a mock draft right now for Monday. And I'll start off right away. So we got Justin Fields at third overall. I think all of us expect him to be the pick, expect him to be the number the number three pick. Um, but I'll get let you start, Aiden. What do you think about Justin Fields at three overall? Uh, I think he's a good pick. I think he's the best combination of ready right away and potential of really the three-ish guys that are in that, that, that sphere because we're expecting Wilson to be gone at two. I personally would, would rather see Fields over a guy like like Lance at, at three, given that I'm a little bit selfish and I want the guy to be able to play right away. Um, and we know that if uh, Lance is the pick, he most likely is not going to be ready until year two. So, yeah, I would I would say good pick. I'd, I'd be super-duper excited. I'm going to echo those same sentiments. Um, I think Fields absolutely is the most ready Again, Wilson's going to be off the board. Um, I, you know, you can argue Mac Jones is the most ready, but obviously he's not the most special. And I think that at pick three, you're trying to take the combination of most ready and most special. And with the guys we expect to be available there, I think Fields absolutely is the pick. Yeah, no, I agree with you guys. I think I've said since the beginning, I, I don't really believe the Mac Jones hype. I, I get that it's it's getting kind of a big deal, and he was like the favorite on on Vegas odds. Um, but what I've kind of said is I think it's it's been between Lance and Fields. I think it's those two guys that are being discussed, or if they have already decided, those were the two guys they were discussing. And I think it's sixty five percent chance that it's Fields, thirty five percent chance that it's Lance. However, I do like Lance a little bit more than Fields. I just think for San Francisco, Fields works a little bit better. And we're going to get into a top, topic about this later, and that'll be posted on Tuesday. So if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to check that out. If you're listening on podcasts, this will just, we'll just talk about it later on in the episode. But second pick of the draft at 43 overall, Elijah Moore. I'll let you start with him, Jake. What do you think about this pick? Would you like the, the wide receiver pick early on here for, for Shanahan? Um, personally, for me, I'd probably wait uh, deeper down the board to draft wide receiver. I think that this is a interesting potential trade-up spot if they were interested in one of the two top running backs in Najee or ETN. You, like you said, we'll talk about that later on in the episode. Don't hate the pick, but personally probably wouldn't be the pick I would make here. Uh, I think, I mean, again, it's a wide receiver. That's a fun pick. It's always more fun to pick a receiver than a, a, a lineman. But again, I'd probably agree with Jake. I would wait on it a little bit. I think we've had success drafting SEAL guys in the later rounds. But Elijah Moore is a guy coming out of that Ole Miss scheme that just churned out DK and AJ Brown. So they've they've had some success in recent years, and he's probably the best route runner of of the three. Probably the least freaky athlete of the three, um, but the most polished. And he had a super productive college career. Um, so he's a guy that I think would be a, a a a splashy pick and definitely a fun pick. Yeah, and, and I'll just say right now, the reason we have a wide receiver going early, because I'm not like super high about them doing that, yet they have drafted Debo, Ayuk, and Pettis all in either round one or round two recently, so I think there's a, a decent chance it happens. Also, in this mock, we're having Jimmy Garoppolo and pick 194 traded to New England for pick 46, I think. it Yeah, 46. Um, 
So we're using a Jimmy Garoppolo trade scenario here where that goes down. Um, I, I think there's a chance it happens. I think I would probably lean on it to not happen just because, and we talked about this, I think earlier, Aiden, I think I also talked about it with you too, Jake. It just seems like they want to have Jimmy around, but for this mock draft scenario, we're going to have them trading Jimmy Garoppolo. Then with that pick, which is only two picks after, will be another Elijah, Elijah Molden. And when I was kind of looking at this guy, I see him fitting that Jimmy role ward, Jimmy Ward role. Uh, I, I messed that one up. Um, but I just, I like the pick here. I think it's, I think it's just a guy that they need to bolster the secondary. They really do. I totally expect them to take a guy in either round two or round three. Um, and for this scenario, I have them taking Molden. I think he can, he can be kind of one of those scrappy vet, like players where it's just, Hey, he can go out there. He can cover. He can do a lot of things. Um, he, he's kind of a, a mixture of like a K1 Williams in the slot, but then he can also play safety and move around like Jimmy Ward does. So I really like how he fits because we've seen guys sim like him a lot where they just have flourished in San Francisco's system. But Aiden, what do you think about that selection? I think it's a great pick. That's one of my favorite picks in this mock shop that we did. He's a guy that's been linked to the Niners a lot of times over, over Twitter. Um, but like, I think he's he's the guy who would be the nickel and the kind of like you said the the ward role moving forward because K1 is free agent after this next year and then I think Jimmy comes up not long Jimmy Ward comes up not long after that and um, also not to mention just those guys sorry to interrupt you but and Jason Brett short term deal Tart mm -hmm. short term deal K like everyone's on a short term deal so they're gonna have to get some secondary pieces mm -hmm. and. We're going to talk about Najee a little bit later, um, but I mean, I could even see them trading up and getting a corner at the end of the first round if a guy like Horn falls. But I think it's super important to get the secondary. Uh, so this was one of my favorite picks. Yeah, and I think Elijah Molden is a home run pick here. It just makes too much sense. I said it um, before the show. When a guy gets linked so much like this, it feels like it's just going to happen anyways. We saw it back in 2019 with Debo Samuel where you know, people were basically saying, this guy's a Patriot or he's a Niner. Like, he just fits their mold so well. And I think that that same scenario plays out here with Molden. He's been linked to us way too much, where you feel like he's a second rounder for us regardless. I think they'll make this move for sure. Yeah, so I, I definitely like the like like him getting drafted there. And that's why Elijah Moore got taken in right before him, just because I think he's a little bit higher profile guy. And so I kind of like that that tandem right there in the second round. I mean, I, those are two guys that can be impact players from day one, and they're not even going to have to do that necessarily. Now, Elijah Moore probably would play a lot of the slot. You're probably going to see him involved in the offense quite a bit. But for Molden, like, he's not really even going to have to start right away, which is super cool to kind of let him adjust and, and get situated in San Francisco and then be that future starter there at – I mean, you could put him probably at nickel or at safety, I would, I would assume. Um, but then moving on to the comp third rounder, which is – Pick 102 is Kendrick Green, who's an offensive guard slash offensive tackle. He's 6'4", 315, and just looking at him, he could potentially be a guy that kind of maybe not fights McGlinchey for that tackle spot, but is a possible competition to replace McGlinchey there if they were to move him inside. Um, either And also, Kendrick Green could play guard. That's where he played in college. So I kind of like this idea of adding another guy like, hey, let's get some competition on the right side of the line. Um, it's a third round pick. He's not going to be pressured to start. Uh, it would probably be Brunskill at right guard, but if he plays really well or a guy gets hurt, he can be someone that can fill in and be a depth offensive lineman. So Jake, what do you think about that selection? 
Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's Brown School competition for sure. I think one thing the 49ers really lacked last year was offensive line depth. Um, because when we had the Super Bowl run 49ers, you were seeing guys uh, step up. Like um, when Weston uh, Richburg went down, you saw uh, Garland step up. And you know, there's multiple other positions uh, among the offensive line that went down that year where guys had to step in. I know McGlinchey was hurt for a game or, or so. I think um, Staley was out for you know multiple weeks. And you really, really need that competition where – you know, if a guy does go down, hey, now you have a really, really good condition depth piece um, to just plug right in. Absolutely. Uh, he's a guy who switched from DT, which he played in high school, really had a very productive college career. He's the third rated guard in the entire country last year. Uh, all Big Ten first team, first offensive Illinois uh, player to get that honor since A.J. Jenkins. Bit of a Niner connection there. Uh, and he was a second-team All-American. So anytime you can get a guy like that uh, in the third round, that's a no-brainer. I'm pretty sure that nobody wants him after hearing that. <laughs> um, so then then round four, no, I, I love that, that A.J. Jenkins is the last guy. That's that's terrible. That's just sending a lot of, of bad, bad signals to 49ers fans out there. <laughs> um, but then round four, I think this is how you say his first name, Jameen Sherwood. He played safety at Auburn, so he's he's played against a lot of high competition. 6'2", 220, pound, 220 pounds. He played like a it's like a money backer position, but I think he could be the Niners' Sam linebacker and potentially fight with a couple other guys in that spot because um, they're kind of adjusting what they want that guy to do. I don't really know how that's going to look like, um, but I've heard some rumblings that it's almost more like a safety position where he comes in as like, almost like blitz boy out there um, as a, as an edge rusher. And so, <laughs> so we might see him get taken there. Um, I just kind of like the fit. Um, but, but what do you guys think about him? Oh, also he met with San Francisco. Like I think the article was published 20 hours ago. So that's also another really interesting piece about this guy, but Jake, what's your thought on Sherwood potentially playing that Sam linebacker role? Yeah, it's definitely possible. And I think that they're going to look into it more now than ever, especially with Soligon. Um, you know, with D'Amico taking over as the defensive coordinator, who's the position group he's going to elevate? Well, you know, being a linebacker himself, it's obviously going to be the linebacker room. You know, these guys are going to play out of their minds. He's going to really, really push them and test them, um, being that he was there. And he's going to put a more important emphasis on that role. So if they did get a guy like this, you would have to figure a guy like D'Amico would have heavy involvement in the, uh, the draft process. Yeah, uh, he's a guy who I think is basically Aziz competition, um, a guy who potentially uh, could come in and play right away um, in that off-backer off role. But yeah, I think it's a super good pick with a lot of upside. We mentioned that he played against Power 5 competition, started at safety at, at, at Auburn, but he's a bigger guy, could play inside, um, and kind of a guy for D'Amico to mold um, kind of in an image that, we want the new age Niner linebacker to look like. Yeah, no, I, and and you bring up D'Amico's influences there, and that's one of those interesting things. Is a lot of times you're going to have to only have two backers on the field just because of the personnel that the offense comes out in. But if your other backer is almost a safety, that that kind of changes things a lot. Um, it's interesting to see what weight they'd want him to play at because if they're utilizing him almost like a safety that they're using as kind of this outside backer, it could be really interesting. I, I'm I'm very intrigued on how they they utilize that position this year because it's going to be different than years past. Um, also, but- real real quick, just to chime in, 
Dre Greenlaw too, I think is an ex safety himself. So, yeah. you know, you, now you have that connection. D'Amico, I believe was already on the defensive staff. He might've actually been linebacker coach last year. I don't remember his specific role, but when you look at the progress that a guy like Dre Greenlaw has made, it's definitely possible that you can plug in a safety at linebacker. So for maybe people who are more casual or who don't understand that kind of transition, it's definitely possible and they can step in and, and have an elite impact. Yeah, no, and that's what's going to be cool. I, and I, I just, I'm really intrigued on how this Sam, Sam this Sam backer role works out. Um, but I'm going to go through these other picks really quick. Cause we have f- four left. So the Niners have three picks in the fifth round. And if you've been following their, the recent fifth round picks, that's, that's music to all of our ears. Um, so those three picks, Austin Watkins, wide receiver from the University of Alabama, Birmingham. He had a great senior bowl. There's a lot of contest, uh, contested catches on his tape, and he's six foot three, two ten. Kind of looks almost like he could play that Kendrick Bourne role, coming from a small school, kind of doing that kind of I don't know that that kind of impact, I guess. Um, so maybe you see him kind of fighting fighting for a like role player position almost at that wide receiver spot, and that's that's great value out of the fifth round. Um, then Chauncey Goldsend edge player. He played a lot in the B gap and then a lot at like outside the tackle. So he could potentially like try to fight to earn Bosa's backup spot. Um, and he was a first team, all big 10 player out of Iowa. So interesting guy there. Cause I think we're definitely going to see the Niners take an edge guy. Um, I, do you guys agree that we will see that at least, at least once this year? <laughs> yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and then the last pick of the fifth round was, I think it's shy Smith or Shay Smith, um, wide receiver university of South Carolina. Uh, played with Debo. Debo was, was praising him, saying that the Niners should go take him. I don't know if he's going to fall this far, but in our mock, he did. I've always felt like he was a little bit expected to be like a third round pick. So if they get him in the fifth round, and I know that's the third receiver taken, but the Niners don't have that much receiver depth right now. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if they take some of these guys. Um, and also, what a position to hit on in the draft because I mean, you have Kyle Shanahan. He's one of the best wide receiver evaluators in the sport. So I think you have to utilize that and, and take a lot of these late round picks. Um, and, and also they seem to love the program of, of university of South, South Carolina. Um, another physical guy. I mean, you see him going up Moss and guys, he, he has crazy catches on, on his film too. Um, if you want, if you want to see a good highlight reel, he's a great guy to watch. He's just Moss and guys one handed left and right. So it's super fun. Um, don't know if there's any like rumors there, but it would be interesting. I think it would just be another fun pick. Um, and then the final draft pick, a seventh rounder, Elijah Mitchell running back from Louisiana. And the reason we have him in this super, you know, small school guy, he's 5'11, 218, yet he runs a 432 to a 438. So it's the speed, it's having that speed and having a frame of 5'11, 618. That's really intriguing. Also, he was super productive at, at Louisiana. So interesting guy to take there. Um, but that's going to do it for this mock draft. And let me know what you think about these guys. This is more just trying to find out what kind of positions we think the 49ers are going to target than like going off of like true evaluations. Cause I mean, I don't know a lot of these guys before we kind of look into them. We just got to check them out real quick. Um, but I, I just like some of these picks. I think some of them definitely have some, some smoke to them. Jameen Sherwood. I think that's a guy that could definitely be taken. Um, I think that'd be really cool if he was. So hopefully that meeting with San Francisco went somewhere. Um, Kendrick green. I like that kind of idea of getting an offensive guard, offensive tackle type. And then the wide receiver position, Whoever Kyle takes, I'm going to be very intrigued by because it's Kyle Shanahan's evaluation of this guy, and that's incredibly important in my opinion. But that's going to do it for this mock draft. Um, If you want to get those other segments, make sure to subscribe to YouTube and like and comment what you think about this video. So thanks. 
All right. And if you're listening to the podcast, we're going to kind of shift gears here and let's talk about these quarterbacks that we want to get taken. I'll start with you, Jake. Who do you think the 49ers should take? And, and this is your opinion. So not who you think they're going to take, but who do you think they should take? And if, if you were the GM, if you, if you were John Lynch, who would you take? I'm going to look at it from a broad perspective. I'm going to go one through four, um, give you my list and kind of why I would take that quarterback there. And this is assuming that, you know, somehow Zach Wilson creeps through. Uh, I put him on my list. So number one is Fields. Uh, I said it in the last segment. I think Fields has that combination of NFL readiness and just overall just ability to go out there and compete right now and be super, super special. He has the ceiling and he, like I said, he's ready to go. And I think that those are two things that are really, really hard to find. I think in a lot of drafts, he is the number one overall pick. If he comes out, you know, a year sooner or a year later, he's the number one pick. So I think for all those reasons, it's really hard to pass up on him at number three, right? You know, he's falling to three. So at number two, I would go Trey Lance. This is this was a tough one for me. I think two through two and three are really close because I view uh, Wilson very highly as well. Wilson's my number three, but Lance just has so much of a higher ceiling, and you trust a guy like Kyle to mold him into that ceiling player that he can be. Uh, I think Kyle's committed, uh, much like Sean McDermott was in Buffalo, so you kind of trust him to mold the quarterback. And then Wilson at three. It's not that I don't like Wilson. I love Zach Wilson as a prospect. I think he's a super, super fun quarterback. Uh, and I think he would fit this system really good. But again, when you talk about the two guys in front of him, I just think that the ceilings with Kyle are a little bit higher than what his would be with Kyle. Um, but he's still a really, really fun player. And then four, I don't even have to say it. It's Mac Jones. We This is the guy no one wants to see in San Francisco because this this is this would just prove the point that Kyle Shanahan definitely has a type at quarterback. And you know, it's it's fat unathletic white guys who he can control and he can mold. I mean, it that's how it's been. It's been Matt Ryan, Matt Schaub, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, you know, if he went Mac Jones here, it would be inexcusable. You could be counting down the days potentially until him and Lynch possibly get the can. That's how bad I think that kind of pick could be. So so I'll say this. I, I disagree with you about Mac Jones. Like I get what you're saying about, about like his type being these these white dudes that are just like, you know, fallen fallen protocol pretty much. Um <laughs> but I I do think that Mac Jones would be successful in San Francisco. I would also put him at four too. So like I agree with you on that. I think it it's totally different if they were at twelve and they took him. Because I'm not going to feel the same way about taking him at 12. At 12, I'm like, hey, you know, that's a solid pick. And at first, when that kind of rumor came up before the Niners traded the three, where like Mac Jones at 12, I was like, it's not my favorite pick, but I definitely understand it. I get where they're coming from. They're kind of, it's, it reminds me of almost like a little bit of a Baker Mayfield pick. And I know he went one, but if that, hey, we're going to stack this offense, we're going to, we're going to use him on his rookie deal. We're trying to win with him like that. It kind of reminds me of that. And I know it's yeah. a little bit different situation. But but I agree you it would be very frustrating. Um, Let me just clear something up. I agree that at twelve this pick would have been great. I you know if you sat at twelve and you got Mac Jones traded nothing, I would have been like, hey, you know what, man, 
he is who he is. He has, you know, this ceiling, but at 12, you're shoring up your future. You're getting a guy who could possibly be a little bit better than Jimmy and you get a fresh start on the contract. So I wouldn't have been mad at that pick at 12, but when you trade essentially three first rounders and more to move up, you're not moving up for a guy who can't move in the pocket, a guy who doesn't have the arm talent of some of these other guys in the class. So that's why to me, at three, if you have Fields on the board, if you have Lance on the board, you know, for whatever reason, if you have Wilson on the board and you pass on those guys for Mac Jones, that to me is where I have the problem at three. No, I totally understand. And I think that's why everyone like you might hear like when you first start saying it, it seems like you hate Mac Jones. <laughs> and and I know you don't. Like I I've talked to you enough about it where I, I understand and we've talked about him at 12 and stuff, but I agree with you because I think he is the clear quarterback five of the class. You can't take the quarterback five at three overall. That's just, you can't do that. Like not only are quarterbacks typically like overdrafted in terms of like they get selected early and there's a lot of high, high, like high amount of busts early on in the draft. Um, but, but like that's the fifth dude. I think that's, I feel like that's pretty consensus. I know there's some people that, that, you know, he's going to come and he's going to play well. I, I agree that he's going to play well. He's the safe pick. I do not like that kind of strategy of going like, oh, let's go get the safe pick at three. Haberman and Middlecoff, a podcast that I've, I'm really big on, they just came out and had an episode about like, hey, why the safe pick isn't safe. And basically, it's like, look at when the Niners have gone safe. Solomon Thomas at three, Mike Wiginshi at nine or 10. I forget which one it is. And those are like two of their like picks that don't look that great right now, you know? So so it's just like, you can't really go safe. Like that doesn't really work. Um, but Aiden, how do you feel about, about uh, Jake's list? Uh, I would say that I agree with it. I don't know if I would use those words specifically. Uh, I believe the phrase fat white guy was used, which is which is really, really just great. But not to be that guy, I think we have to be very aware that this Mac Jones at three pick could happen. It's not the pick any of us would make. I wouldn't be overjoyed with it. But it's one of those things that he's he's the betting favorite. He's the guy the media is hearing. And of course, take that with a grain of salt. But I think there's a very real chance that it could happen. I don't know if it's, I don't know if 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 I was to bet on it, I don't think he would be my 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 betting choice. But I think there's a definitely a a reality where Mac Jones is the pick at three. Uh, obviously, would not love it. I'm a Fields guy myself. Uh, I I touched on it a little bit earlier, um, and I feel like over this draft process, he's only elevated his stock as a prospect. There's been a lot of things thrown at him in terms of like there was something where he was a slow processor, but then he came out and scored the best on some Wonderlick-ish test that anybody had ever scored on or something like that. Um, I believe he scored like a 130. I don't know what what the test specifically was, um, but kind of debunked that. Can't make multiple reads. A bunch of videos went around saying, yes, he can make, make multiple reads. Obviously, awesome arm talent great athlete like would have ran in the four threes if he didn't stumble and a guy that stumbled too exactly he i think he ran a four 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 with a stumble but a guy that jake mentioned shanahan could mold lance i think he could also mold fields i think fields is raw enough as a prospect to that he has a lot of room to get better i think he he touched on that potential really really well um but i think he's the best of both worlds i would love the lance pick over Honestly, 
I think my list is the exact same as Jake's. I think Wilson and Lance is a toss-up depending on what you want to do. If, if, if you want to be better right away, you probably take Wilson. I've really warmed to Lance over the last couple of weeks talking to you, Matt. I think he's a really hard worker. Seems like a really good guy, young. And I think that's that's awesome. I like that you guys have have moved Zach Wilson down both of your boards and moved Trey Lance up because we were talking about that early on in the offseason. You're like, I don't know, I don't know. And as it kind of comes along, we're kind of, I don't know. I, I think it's not like we're, we're changing our opinions, but we're kind of like looking more into these guys and saying like, okay, well, how do they look with Kyle specifically? Um, I was a big Trey Lance guy and I, I still am. He's my quarterback too, right? Like like he's a guy, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of him, not even like evaluation standpoint, but I, I would love it. If I've said it before, if, if they get him, I'm getting that draft day number one jersey that they, that they sell. I, I love that kind of look. Also, I have a, a Reuben Foster jersey back here, so I need a new one really bad. Um, uh, but, but anyways, like I, I like the dude a lot. However, I think that Fields should be the pick. I, I've kind of, and I've kind of changed my opinion on that. I used to say that I think Lance is. Not to say that I would not love Lance to be the pick, and I don't want Lance to be the. I want him to be the pick. I want the guy that they take to be Lance. That's the fan in me, you know. That's that's what makes this fun. You know, you have guys you really want to root for. Uh, for Trey Lance, the big reason why I, I like him a lot is is the hard work and stuff you mentioned. He's been trading with Jordan Palmer, and honestly, if accuracy is kind of his issue, and a lot of that can hopefully be fixed with you know his motion being adjusted and being more consistent, which it has looked like it has been. I think that his feel for the game is really, really good. And I get that he hasn't played against, you know, high, high competition and like high speed. Neither has Zach Wilson. And everyone seems to just act like that's not a big deal. I think it is a big deal, but I don't think that the speed of the game is necessarily as big of a deal that people make it to be in terms of that. You're going to be able to adjust to that. Um, And, and I'm not saying it's not important. Like it is important to be able to play against good play, like talent and, and not like you know, have safeties like just looking in your eyes and picking you off. Cause we see a lot of guys come to the league and then really struggle with that stuff where it's like, Oh, it's way too fast. I think that's just how players evaluate the game around them. When I watch Trey Lance, I see a dude that doesn't make many mistakes in terms of his decision-making. It might not be against the best speed, but he's doing it at such a high level that you have to at least go, Hey, he's doing so well against the speed. If it takes him a full season to grasp the seat of the NFL, it's worth it. So that's the guy like I want them to take. But I think the pick should be Justin Fields. I mean, I, I just talked about how much I love Trey Lance, but I do think the pick should be Justin Fields. For what Kyle Shanahan wants to do, we've seen how he starts out drives or starts out games and how he comes out in the second half. Those drives feel almost automatic when he comes out and he has like a full healthy roster. They come out, dink, 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 touchdown. You know, run the ball a couple times. It, it seems like all the time. I, I remember in 2019, I think it was like week like, eight or nine or 10 or 11 or something. And every single time they had scored a touchdown, except for one of the weeks coming out in the third quarter, Justin Fields is going to flourish if he's around a system like that. And I think that his tools, I mean, he, his tools are better than, than Trey Lance's in my opinion. I don't think he has the pocket presence. I, I do have some questions about how he processes the game, not to say he's not good at it, but Ohio state's offense kind of requires him to just wait so long that it's going to be so different with Kyle. So it, there is like some question marks there, but I think that he has the chance to be the best out of this class. I, I do think that um, we're not talking about Trevor Lawrence. The Trevor Lawrence conversation is really interesting. Um, just how he's going to turn out. So I'm not going to compare fields to him right now, but Trevor Lawrence would be my quarterback one, but like we, we know he's going one. So that's kind of not in the discussion. Uh, Zach, Zach Wilson, sorry. Um, 
I don't think that he's going to be the pick. I think that if the Niners were at pick two and they could take Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, I think they would take Justin Fields. I truthfully believe that. Um, I do think that Zach Wilson would be ahead of um, Trey Lance on their board, though. I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I, I, but I think it's going to be Fields. I think that makes the most sense for what Kyle wants to run. So, so that's kind of how I feel on that. Um, but anything else you guys want to add about who the Niners should take at quarterback before we kind of move on from this topic? I just think there's there's a lot of smoke around Fields and Mac right now. You know, the fan base really wants Fields, and I think a lot of the media is pushing this Mac Jones hype train. I would just say no one's talking about Lance right now, really. He's kind of just getting swept under the rug, like zero teams, not even the Niners. Like literally you're not hearing it from the Panthers anymore. You're not hearing it from Denver, from Atlanta. I mean, if Trey Lance is there, do not count him out. I definitely think there's going to be some debates come draft day if they for sure are committed to getting one of Fields or Lance, assuming, you know, Mac is not even in the conversation, which hopefully is the case. But yeah, I just think, I think Lance is, is, he's more competitive than I think a lot of people think in this conversation because of how high that ceiling really is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and just to kind of finish this topic off, I, I think Mac Jones, not that we don't like Mac Jones, we don't think he's a good pick, but just don't think he's as good as the guys above him. And, and that's what makes the difference. In a different draft, sure, he could be worth the third overall pick, but it depends on the draft. And there's so many guys that are, I think, are that should go before him in terms of not only quarterbacks, but also position players that it wouldn't really make much sense for the Niners to trade from 12 to 3. And you you brought up Trey Lance. Maybe he's even a guy that slides a little bit. So let's just let's just say the Niners do take a, a quarterback at three. Say Lance slides a little bit. Jones is probably going to slide even farther down, or at least pretty far down, and get selected like right before him. So we could see a big gap after this one, two, three quarterback selection. So it, it's really interesting. Um, I'd love to hear who you guys like. Um, if you guys don't like Jake's analysis of, of the fat white guys, um, let, let them know too, because because I think that some people are, are going to be like, yo, like I like Mac Jones. This is why. And I, I don't think that we're trying to say that like that's that's a bad pick in terms of, of Mac Jones as the player, but the situation, everything, I don't think any of us really like that. So that's where we kind of stand on that, but that's going to do it for this segment. So then moving on to our, our final segment of, of this podcast recording episode, we're going to be talking about Najee Harris to the 49ers, where the Niners trade back into the back end round of the first, you know, somewhere between like 20 to 32, I'd guess, is probably where he's going to get taken. Um, I think that hopefully you kind of trade before a couple teams like the Bucks, the Steelers. You know, there's a couple teams in there that I think might definitely take him. So you might see the Niners want to hop in and do that. But let's just talk about the draft capital first. Aiden, what do you think it would cost the Niners to move from 43 to, let's say, I don't know, 23, like somewhere around there, like early 20s? Let me look real quickly because that sounds similar to what they did last year for Ayuk because they they had a pick in the second round. They Last year to get from 31 to 25, they gave up 117 and 176. So they probably have to give up the third rounder and maybe even a later pick, maybe one of those fifth rounders. But to get a guy like Najee Harris, I would love to see it. It's some, It's a pick that I think would be exciting and brings another guy to that running back room. I don't know if it's going to happen. I know that Najee came out and said that um, he talked to the Niners pretty extensively and thought that there was a chance that they would pick him at 12. But 
I'm really confident in the 49ers running back room right now. I think Mostert and Wilson do very different things and do them both very well. But if you want to bring a guy like Najian, who's kind of a blend of both those those two guys, would love to see it. And I think Shanahan can turn a running back into an even better running back just through his system. Um, yeah, and I mean, we see saw how good Najee Harris was at Alabama. Exactly, exactly. So imagine that guy in in the Shanahan system behind that offensive line. Super exciting. Um, and you said it was 117 and 176 that they traded? Correct. So the 31, Niners have one... 117, 176 to get to 25, so to move up six spots. Okay, okay. So it would be a little... It probably costs a little bit more, but the Niners have 117 again this year. Like, maybe you see a... A 117 and I don't know a 115. I, I know what it is. What whatever they need to do to do it. I mean, you can always make it work. I feel like with draft capital, especially because they have a lot of their picks moving forward. Besides the first rounder, so that's where I think a lot of people are going to be skeptical. Um, and I understand being skeptical. I understand not wanting to go and take a running back round one. And, and you know, you're talking about like, oh, you know, like they have Raheem Mostert, you have Jeff Wilson, you have a good backfield, and you have an interesting case in Jamichael Hasty behind them. And we've, I think the big thing is we've seen so many running backs flourish in Kyle Shanahan's system. Hey, why not take a guy in the fourth round? Why not take him in the fifth round? He could be really good. The reason why I like this is because, to me, this is the ultimate swing for – and this is if you take a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance at three. We're trying to build the greatest rushing offense of all time. I think that's what this is. And I think there's reason to, to say that, that they could make that case. Najee Harris – should absolutely be a hit in the first round at running back. I know people hate the idea of drafting running back. Drafting a running back is different than paying a running back. I'm not for paying a running back. And I even, and like Christian McCaffrey, I think is a different case, but then look at Christian McCaffrey last year. He gets hurt right after he signs that big deal. So I think that drafting a running back and drafting one at the end of the first round is a, is a big time move. Like I love that. Um, So if they could make it work and get him, and then you have, just let's say Justin Fields at quarterback, Najee Harris at running back, your fullbacks, Kyle Juszczyk, your tight ends, George Kittle, the best run blocking tight end in the game currently. Your two tackles are Mike McGlinchey and Trent Williams. You have Debo Samuel, who, I mean, he's, he can be a fullback. Um, I mean, we've seen him like in these weird situations where, where he's doing stuff like that. And then who's your, who's your head coach. That's, you know, also your offensive coordinator, pretty much Kyle Shanahan, who's, the Shanahan system is pretty much known as this is the best running system in the sport. Why would that running offense not be the best ever? That, that that's my question about this move. I, I think it's I think it's a swing for the fences, but I think it's definitely worth it in my opinion. So Jake, after kind of hyping up the move, what, what do you think about the idea? I actually love it, and I think that there's actually a higher chance this happening. I think if Trey Lance is drafted than Justin Fields because. Trey Lance is already coming out of an offense that's heavily, you know, read option, um, you know, RPO heavy, that kind of thing. And I think that let's just assume they're tailoring this offense to their future quarterback. Well, there's no running backs under contract on this roster past 2022. Najee, you draft him in the first, he's here for the next five, uh, assuming you pick up his option. And, you know, you do want that. You want to keep the same core around your young quarterback. You don't want this evolving or excuse me, revolving door around your quarterback, especially regard in regards to weapons. We've kind of seen that with Mahomes now in Kansas City. They're really making it a priority to make sure Kelsey's there and Hill and Hardman. And you know, they're keeping these guys around him. 
even and, I'll add even Watkins, they tried to keep around. I know he left now, but yeah. they've been like, oh, we got to hang on to him. You know, like we got to figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. And they're willing to sacrifice the O-line even for that because they feel that the weapons are more important than the offensive line because of his um, running ability. And that's something that you could see happen if Trey Lance gets drafted here. Now, regardless if Trey Lance is here or not, if let's just say the pick is Fields or Mac or whoever, the 49ers still want a running back. Like, they're, they reported last year if Ayuk had gotten selected like a pick before, they were going to take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 31. So they want a first-round running back. Like, Kyle knows his guys. Like you said, like, he's this running back groomer. Like, he can turn, you know, milk into butter, essentially, at running back. And I I think that if there if he's falling into the right position at the back half, of the first round and they feel like they have the capital, which maybe would be like their second rounder and a fifth or, you know, a three and a seven or, you know, some, I think it might even be more. I think it could be like a second and, and that's where it kind of, you kind of wonder what, what's happening with Jimmy too. I think that's part of this conversation as well, but I I think it'd be a lot. I I think it might be like a two and a three. Like I I think it could be a hefty amount of capital, but I, I still think like, if you think it's worth it to take a guy like Najee Harris, that's sort of like, I get that it's going to be a lot and it's going to be like, oh my God, they just did all of this for a first round running back. But I think Najee is really special. So like, that's, the, that's the thing. Like, and it depends. Like if Kyle's like, well, I think Najee's special, but I think there's a guy that I can turn into 90% of him in the fifth round or whatever it is. And I think that's what like the argument is against doing something like this. But I just I, I want to see it, man. I, I want to see a, Kyle Shanahan have a superstar running back because I think that's what Najee Harris is. And I, I think the other thing, just real quick to add, it doesn't matter how many picks you have in, in a draft because no one remembers how many picks you have. They just want to see the home runs. If you go back to the 2017 draft, I mean, we had one home run in the entire draft and we had one guy who's – the other guy is still on the team out of what eight or nine picks I think we had that year so that was obviously a very wasteful and forgettable draft now in the years since we've not had as many picks but we've hit home runs like I would largely consider last year a success despite a you know minimal amount of picks you get Kinlaw you get Ayuk um, and then you you know you get some other depth guys to fill out the roster but you're happy with that because those are quality players if you fill in your picks with quality players. People don't care how many picks you have. Well, and you even brought up like, oh, like people want to see the home runs. And it kind of depends like what you define a home run. Cause like for me, like a guy like Drake Greenlaw, you're taking him in the fifth. That's a home run. Like that's, that's boom. That's a massive hit, you know, like, and and you could call it, you know, oh, it's like, it's a double equivalent or whatever. Cause I've seen people call it that. Like, um, cause I, I know that like when you, when a lot of people evaluate the Colts roster, they call it like, oh, you know, these guys just hit, keep hitting doubles. They just get solid player after solid player. I consider a guy that's a starting level player that's good, like depending on where you take him, I think that's a lot of it. Because a George Kittle, a Fred Warner, a Dre Green, like all those guys are taken late. Those are big hits, you know? So I think that's where it comes from. But as far as the Najee stuff goes, any, do you guys want to add anything else before we kind of take off here? Just to quickly touch on it, I mean, Kyle took Joe Williams in in the third round obviously didn't work out but i think a lot of the pushback that you're going to get against like a Najee harris trade-up idea is that the shanahan's don't pick quarterbacks early 
well, there's a quarterback that you picked, obviously not the first round, but early. But I you mean, said you mean running back? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> running back instead of quarterback. Sorry, um, but like we've had a lot of success with these later round guys. I wouldn't love a trade up. I think if he's a spe- if if you think that he's a special guy, obviously we've touched on this in an earlier podcast. They are better evaluators of of, of talent than we are. So if you think that he's he's a special guy, do it. I don't see it quite yet. I think he's a really, really good running back prospect. Would not trade up to pick him. If 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 you're sitting there at pick 25, fine, take him. But when you have other needs, specifically at DB, interior D line, interior offensive line, makes it a little like a much tougher to go back in and basically trade up when you're not going to get a guy like Kendrick Green or like that edge from Iowa. Um, those are guys who could be capable starters, and you're really just not even giving your chance, not giving yourself a chance to swing later. Um, so just something, oh, yeah. to basically keep I, in mind. I definitely understand the argument, and I think that's what a lot of people feel like. It, it's just, it's just interesting to see what will happen. I think, I mean, if it happens draft night, we're gonna, we're gonna be hyped. I mean, either way, you're like, oh, Najee Harris, oh my god, you know, freaking out. But it, it's just a fun little scenario, I think. And and I, I, I talked about J.C. Horn the other day, and, and that was another interesting one. Like, how high would you have to trade up for him? Okay, you're probably gonna have to move 43 and Jimmy or something to get to 15. You know, it's, it's gonna be like a lot of capital, and so it, it just it's really interesting. Like a lot of these trade ups, but I do think that you're gonna see some in some way the 49ers trade up. So I do expect that to happen, just because I, I think I don't know if we've talked about it on air, but they don't have many holes. Like they, they have a few. Don't get me wrong, but they have a lot of veteran players, and there's not many holes and they're trying to win now, or at least in the next couple of years, you know, they're trying to build a team like that. At least that's what it appears like. And so they're like, we got to hit these guys. We got to get big hits on these. You know, we got, we got to make that home run pick like you were saying, Jake. So I, I like that. And and that's, that's going to do it for today's episode. So first time watching you, you like our idea of this Najee Harris thing. Let us know you don't like it. Let us know why too. Cause I think it's very, very interesting how it could play out, but, but that's going to do it for today's episode and, and make sure to subscribe and, like the video and do all that stuff. So we'll talk to you guys soon and have a great weekend.